to anyone and everyone who I'm leaving behind, I want you to know I'm rooting for you. And I also want you to know that it's my sincerest wish that you come catch me. Welcome to the Be Bold or Be Forgotten podcast. My name is Brian Brown. Have you ever wondered why some people's stories are told for generations after they've passed, yet most are forgotten within just a few short years? Have you ever put much thought into which category you'll end up in? What we're going to do is go behind the scenes and let anybody who wants to watch me fight. Fight to become a lineage maker for my family while my chips are down and the odds are against me. Maybe in that process, you'll decide that you want to become a lineage maker too. Most of my life, up until now, I have struggled with being too nice. And let me paint a picture for you by taking you back to my sophomore year in college. I was still part of the basketball team, but I wasn't playing due to concussions. So I would be at practices where I would run the clock and the scoreboard. And to give you a little extra context, um, our preseason conditioning was absolutely miserable. Um, Our coach told us that if we weren't going to be the most talented team in the country, that we were certainly going to be the best conditioned team in the country. And part of being the best conditioned team meant that we ran something called ladders, which I'm not going to go into the details about simply because I don't want to relive that nightmare myself. But just so you know, the rule was that if one person didn't finish the set of sprints in a certain period of time, that the entire team had to start all over from scratch. So I'm sitting behind the score table one day and a couple of my teammates, they encouraged me to help everybody out by adding an extra half second or so to each sprint, which would ultimately increase the odds of everyone finishing on time. So all I had to do was flash pause and start the clock while it was running. And it was just about unnoticeable to the naked eye. You might imagine what happens next. So we're doing this, the clock pause, but the clock would not start back up again to keep running and it was supposed to be running. So the coach sees it this time and just sees the the time just sitting up there and immediately knows what's happening somehow. And if you know our coach, you know he lights into me right away. Brown, you think you're helping them, but you're not. You're hurting them. Well, that story could probably sum up what I've done in other areas of my life as well when it comes to wanting to help other people. Because the fact is, I was doing nobody any favors by taking it easy on them. There's a Jim Rohn quote, and no, not the Jim Rome from Rome is Burning show. We're talking about Jim Rohn the late personal development icon. So anyways, one of his talks, he spoke about the nobleness of beating somebody in competition. He said, I do it for two reasons. I sincerely wish to win, but I do it for another very sincere reason. Because I wish for you to lose. And that's noble on my part, because you learn more by losing than you do by winning. Recently, Uh, To give you another example, we hosted a free clinic for the What If Foundation with pro basketball player Josh Adams. And one of the players that we work with was in attendance. So 
when he showed up, I let him know that his job was to dominate everyone. I told him, hey, you're the best player here. You're the oldest player here. Make sure that you don't play down to the level of anybody else that's playing. A month later, I asked him, you know, how was the clinic for you? And he said, it was good, but it didn't really challenge me. So I asked him if he remembered what I told him at the beginning of the clinic, and he didn't. So I reminded him. And he responded by saying, you think I should have went all out? Isn't that unfair, though? And to which I responded, well, when you play against older, better players, do you want them to take it easy on you? And he said, "Um, well, no, because I won't get better. Hmm. See, a lot of times we do things with the intention of helping, but we end up hindering. There's that old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Well, I want to go far and bring as many people with me as possible. I mean, that's, that's really what lineage makers do, right? But I think it would be fair to say that if you want to go as far as possible and as far as possible with people, you might have to just show them how far it's possible to go yourself first. As in, set an example first. You have probably heard of the Roger Bannister effect. You know, back in the day, it was believed that running a sub four minute mile would literally kill you. And then on May 6, 1954, that belief would be shattered when he ran the mile in three minutes, 59 and four tenths seconds. And that was significant in and of itself, but the most fascinating part of the story to me is that the following year, something like 20 or so people would run a sub four minute mile when it had never been done before Roger Bannister. So really what he did was lift the lid on what the world believed was possible. What's the takeaway for me? Well, he didn't spend all of his time with all the other runners, helping them with their training. He simply set an example of what is possible. It's kind of like us trying to help our kids go for their dreams, but never really going for our own. We might think that we're helping, but we're really hindering. And if we're going to become lineage makers, if we're going to transform the story of our family lineage, we can't afford to set a mediocre example. We can't afford to set a good example. We must stop holding back. And at the risk of giving it our all and it not being enough, we got to go on that adventure because if we don't, we guarantee that that potential is buried alongside us when we get lowered six feet into the ground. Bottom line, playing small does no one any favors. And that's why I had to write the following letter. The letter to those that I'm leaving behind. Dear friends, dear family, dear business partners, dear mentees, dear everyone that I'm leaving behind, I must apologize. I must apologize because I have unintentionally hindered you. You know, as the late and legendary UCLA men's basketball coach John Wooden who said that the worst thing that you can do for someone is something that they can and should do themselves. Well, 
If that's true, I'm sorry for doing the things that you could and should do yourselves. Everyone knows you don't pull a caterpillar out of the cocoon prematurely because it dies. I have often put too much focus trying to help you when I should have been setting a better example of what's possible myself. I'm sorry for believing you when you told me you wanted it when your actions proved otherwise. I guess you just weren't ready. And (laughs) no judgment, because hell, I wasn't. But see, it's not your fault. It's mine. See, I should have been focused on breaking my own four-minute mile, so to speak. I know that some of you see the time and the resources that I put into what I do, and maybe you're a little bit confused about why there isn't an equal output in my results. And there are results, but they're not equal. So I leave you wondering, hmm, if Brian puts that amount of time and resources into getting better and he's that good at what he does, what shot do I have? Well, here's the truth. The truth is, I've been holding myself back. I've dumbed myself down so I wouldn't outshine anyone. I've dumbed myself down thinking that it would help you believe that you could win too. (laughs) Sounds pretty arrogant now that I say it out loud. But see, in the back of my mind, I thought that leaving people behind would be somehow dishonorable. You know, how could I be a good person if I win and others don't? I mean, if I go win big, won't that make you feel smaller? Won't that create a gap between us? What do we even talk about if I'm winning big and you decide to stay in the same place? I care about you, and I'm glad that I do. But in the past, I've let that be a curse as well. A curse for both of us. And I'm not okay with that. I must do something different for the both of us. I can't choose for you to win. But Lord willing, I can choose to do everything in my power to win myself and set an example of what's possible for someone who decides to put their mind, body, and soul to use. So to you this day... I'm giving you notice in the most humble way that I can. It's notice that I'll no longer be putting effort into helping you win if you don't have the desire to. I'll no longer be putting effort into giving you ideas or strategies that might help you get to the next level. I'll no longer be recommending books that you won't read. I'll no longer be attempting to motivate you. I'll no longer, I'll no longer be telling you what you want to hear. And guess what else? I'll no longer be dumbing myself down or holding back. I'm going to show the world what it looks like to go for it and leave it all out on the field. And yes, I'm doing it all at the risk of it still not being enough. But at the end of the day, I hope it turns out to be your gift. I'm just sorry that it took me this long. To my mentors... I appreciate all you've done for me, but I must apologize to you as well. See, because I felt that if I outshined you, if I won bigger than you, if I did it in a way that wasn't aligned with what you taught, it would be disrespectful. You know, I remember getting up in front of a room when I got asked about my financial results for the week, and it was more impressive than the results of someone that I thought that I would never catch. 
And I literally shied away from congratulations for it because I felt bad that that had happened. It made me want to shrink back into what I thought was my proper role at the time. I know, that's a ridiculous way of thinking because if I stop to think about it, I want nothing more than for those that I mentor, those who I mentor, to go on and become the best versions of themselves and win at the highest level. So to my mentors, I say, thank you for the lessons learned and I admire you for the trails that you have blazed. And with all due respect, this is a bold and official notice that I plan on turning you into peers and mentees, even though it feels weird to say that. Listen, I'm never too good to learn from you, but I am too damn good to keep playing small. It's my time to play unfair and deploy all of what I have to offer. It's my time to play unrestrained. Not all of you will like it, but the right ones will love it. To anyone and everyone who I'm leaving behind, I want you to know I'm rooting for you. And I also want you to know that it's my sincerest wish that you come catch me. At the end of the day, we got to ask ourselves, if I don't win, who's going to lose? If I don't win, who is going to lose? Because here's the truth. If we don't do something significant with our lives, why does it even matter how long we live? And the way I see it, we've got two options. Tiptoe quietly to the grave of forgotten or be bold and become a lineage maker for our families. We're going to go on a journey together to find out exactly what it takes to make sure when our great-grandkids get asked who their great-grandfather is, they won't fall victim to a frozen pen. Hey, it's Brian. If you find this podcast to be worth your time, I'd ask you to consider giving it a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If it's a complete waste of your time, give it one out of five stars. If it's at all relevant to you living a better life and you plan on listening further, consider giving it five stars. Thank you in advance. And when you're ready, we've got an exclusive Lineage Makers official Facebook group that I'll invite you to access after you rate the podcast. Head over to brianjbrown.us forward slash podcast for more resources and details. You can also connect with me on Instagram at brianjbrown. I look forward to seeing you on the other side and in the next episode.